This is not a podcast. This is a pod class for serious applicants who want to see serious results. Today, let's take a look at the most important marketing masterpiece that you have to help you get your foot in the door, your resume. But wait, guess what? Have you looked at your resume lately? You know what? Your resume just might be trash. Okay, today we're going to talk about 10 ways to identify whether or not your resume just might be trash. And then we're going to flip it and I'm going to give you 10 ways to turn that trash into treasure. You ready? All right, let's go. Number one, you your resume just might be trash if you've got typos. I understand. I know, I know, I know. You think, hey, typos, but I looked at it, I proofread it. Yeah, but sometimes you have things where it may be a misspelling. It could also be a different form of the word or the incorrect form of the word. Or it just may be that your eyes are deceiving you. Let someone else take a look at what you have, okay? Typo, typos are a big no-no. Number two, your resume just might be trash if there are a dozen or more bullets on the first page. Listen, stop killing me with all those bullets. You don't have to use them anymore. In a contemporary format, bullets are really not the way to go. And we'll talk about how to circumvent that uh, that formatting uh, error and have something that looks a little bit more appealing. All right, number three, your resume just may be trash if you use the phrase references available upon request. Listen, if you are looking for a job, you are applying for a position, recruiters know you're going to give them the references if they ask. So instead of stating the obvious, wasting that space on something that we already have agreed upon, why don't you use that prime real estate to add something very valuable to your document? All right, references available upon request is a big no-no. Number four, your resume just may be trash trash if you use text or chat abbreviations in your phrases. Listen, any type of abbreviations uh, could be a big turnoff. Okay, so the better way to present your information would be to spell it out and maybe put abbreviations for uh, processes or equipment or things that are standard to the industry in parentheses but again if you're using things like uh, I want to work for you and you're spelling and instead of spelling out the those uh, things you're using the numbers two and four or leaving out vowels just make sure that you don't have any abbreviations that you commonly use in your text messages okay all right number five you use the same adjective more than twice in your resume. Listen, I understand that you helped the customer find their uh, find their products. I understand that you helped the, the customer by scanning all of the items that they're purchasing and you helped the customer by sacking all of their groceries. Okay, we get it. However, wouldn't it be better if you used a variety of adjectives? You helped the customer. You have assisted the customer. You provided something to the customer. You maintained a certain uh, inventory for your supervisor, your, you know, those things help to describe and give a variety to your resume. Again, don't use the same adjective more than twice. All right, number six on the list of no-nos, your resume just might be trash if you use Times New Roman as your favorite font. Listen, I understand you have a resume that you started on at the beginning of your career you paid somebody to do it or maybe you did it yourself and Times New Roman was the suggested formal professional uh, font that was uh, a custom it was customary however listen I want your resume to look contemporary I want it to look like it is fresh off of the press don't use old-fashioned fonts like Times New Roman or Definitely don't use something like Comic Sans or some type of script font. I want your professional, your resume to look professional and modern and contemporary. And those types of fonts that have a serif or have the little 
um, tags at the end or the little tips at the end like in Times New Roman those things make your resumes look antiquated and conversely if you use something that looks very trivial like Comic Sans it makes it look like a joke again make sure that you use something better so Tom, Times New Roman is a big no-no your resume is trash if you use Times New Roman alright number seven vague buzzwords what are we talking about anything that just generalizes the category categories of your skills generalizes what you can do for your employer for example I have great attention to detail uh, ex you know those things that are uh, common phrases that don't really speak to your um, unique skill sets a lot of people have attention to detail great attention to detail we all think very highly of ourselves in some cases we think more highly of ourselves than we should so eliminate those vague buzzwords or the things that aren't really specific to um, uh, a strong skill set skill sets that are specific to things like equipment software processes that are specific to the uh, environment or to your industry stay away from those things that say hey I'm a people person I work well with others I'm a team player everybody feels that they are all of those things in a bag of chips those vague categories and those vague buzzwords are big no-no and your resume is trash if you use a lot of them alright number eight you have outdated facts or irrelevant skills listen I understand that you have been working in the industry for a while or maybe you just have a lot of things that you would like to add to your resume to make it to fill up the pages I get that however if the facts or the skills are not relevant to the position that you're applying for then it's better left to leave it better left off of the page uh, a lot of times we want to say hey I've got experience with certain equipment like fax machines or I can use um, something like Corel Draw or Fox Pro and I'm just trying to think of some things that are like older software packages and they're great and it's great that you were around in the day back in the day to experience some of those things but honestly those skills are not really relevant in the workplace today another thing that I know would raise an you're gonna raise an eyebrow a lot of people do is adding Microsoft Office of course you know how to use Microsoft Word of course you probably know a little bit about Excel or PowerPoint or Outlook however those skills are being taught in elementary school and middle school and high school and so if you don't already know Microsoft Office um, we, we, we understand that you probably can do those things however tell us something that would be even more valuable because um, I really would like to know if you have experience with spreadsheets so if spreadsheets is on the job description tell me about the spreadsheets that you know like Excel uh, use that but then also give me more updated software again unless they directly uh, ask for those types of skill sets like Microsoft Office leave it off of your resume use that space for something else your resume is trash if you're using outdated or irrelevant skills for the job that you're applying for alright number t nine um, your resume just might be trash if it contains the phrase objective statement or summary statement and I know a lot of you are saying yeah I've heard this I've heard that I don't need a summary I don't need an objective uh, hold your horses you do need something at the top to let the recruiter or the employer uh, or manager know what the content and where your skill sets lie however you don't have to actually use the phrase objective statement you don't have to use those words you don't have to use the word summary statement or summary or just objective by itself guess what if you just put that summary statement at the top of your document two to three lines is best that's enough then we ex we know exactly what it is 
um, you could also use an objective at the top two or three lines if you use four lines that's pushing a little bit but that's okay but you don't have to use a extra line to tell me what you're going to tell me alright so just we're eliminating that that use of misuse of space so we can save room for something else that we need to make sure that they know that's going to be valuable to the employer uh, another uh, option would be to use a headline statement a headline statement just gives a, an overall summary of your skill sets and it's not necessarily two or three lines of a statement a traditional objective or summary statement it's your option however you don't have to use the phrases objective statement or summary statement on your resume that's trash that's a trash move all right the number 10 thing big 10 thing that lets me know that your resume is probably trash is that it hasn't been updated changed corrected modified or customized since the last job you applied for what that's right okay so you got a really great job whether you worked there for 10 years or five years or two years or two months your last resume is in fact trash I'm serious you have to update it you have to customize it you have to modify it for every submission for every job because that's the only way you can uh, ensure that those details are specific to the position that you're applying for all right so in essence if you've gotten all the way through the top spots of one through nine and your resume wasn't trash number 10 got you so that means everybody's resume is trash my resume is trash why because I'm working now and I haven't updated it since I got the job well I take that back I have updated it however that was over a year ago and so it, it really was just a matter of making sure it was nice and neat and professional a part of my professional portfolio so I could have it uh, available to my employer however if I ever want to use that particular document again it is now trash I would have to go back in look at all the content look at all the information what consider if I'm going to apply for something in a different field or in the same field in a different organization all those things work together and if it hasn't been updated since the last time you apply for something it is now trash <laughs> okay so right after the break we're going to flip this thing around let's talk about how we can turn all your trashes including mine we're gonna turn all those trashes into treasure right after this Okay, good people, listen, it's time to turn this trash into some treasure. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, the number one thing is to make sure that your heading contains your contact information. Of course, it seems simple. However, you'll be surprised that things do change from month to month and year to year. So just make sure that whatever is... Um, what it whatever is the situation as of today that has been identified on your resume so many times you'll have young ladies who have uh, either gotten married or gotten divorced or maybe have dropped that hyphen in their name I don't know what your situation is but your name may have changed make sure that your name is consistent with all of your personal branding and guess what we're gonna have a whole separate podcast on personal branding because it is a very important thing to just uh, to consider when you are in the career campaign and job search of all of this alright so make sure that your name is consistent and it is your correct and current name that you are going you're going by your location city and state should be on the resume you don't have to have your street address on the resume let's save space and take 123 Maple Street off the document and just have the city and state the recruiter or the employer knows what area that you are available for based on how far a person can reasonably uh, commute uh, mornings or afternoons or how however often this uh, position is required of you and so just having your city and state on the resume is enough and it's actually saves space for something a little bit more important and so um, 
again you'll have your name you'll have your location and then you'll have your phone number a good strong phone number is always appropriate what do I mean by strong phone number a strong phone number is something that you're gonna answer on a regular basis something that has a great outgoing message for the voicemail something that the voicemail has to be appropriate and professional uh, and it also addresses the fact that you have a particular name that you're going by and so it doesn't contain any nicknames uh, and in case you don't want to actually leave your name on the outgoing message it should still be consistent with your um, your uh, purpose which is professionalism and having a good outgoing message okay uh, so if you use that automatic uh, response thing then that's fine too I my preference would be your voice stating your name stating that you will return the message as soon as or answer the call as soon as you're available so again a strong phone number is one that you answer and has a really good outgoing message for voicemail alright the next thing that you need on your heading is your email address email addresses are very important and guess what they're free so make sure that you have a good professional email address it should have a combination of your first and last name and it could also have a few digits or numbers in there to identify you or distinguish you from someone else who has a very similar name so if your name is uh, Mary Smith then you may need some additional numbers or you could also put in there professional at the end or something that kind of addresses the fact that you are uh, this type of professional by trade and so that also will uh, distinguish you and set your set you apart from other candidates okay so your heading make sure that your heading contains your just your general contact information it could also have something like your um, LinkedIn address or your personal website or github link for if you're a coder or something like that so if you have any type of online content that would be valuable for uh, the employer to consider you can put a link there and again eliminating your street address the 123 Maple Street saves room for your online profile address so LinkedIn personal website or anything else that if you have content that proves that you are a professional or that you have experience in a certain skill set that would be a great way to add that to the very top portion of your resume another thing to to uh, consider would be instead of having uh, your name on the top line and then space and then location underneath that and then phone number and then all that other stuff stacked on top of each other in a Christmas tree format I always say use one line put your name at the top bold a little bit larger and then right across underneath it separated by horizontal lines or some type of distinguishing um, some type of symbol just have your contact contact information in a horizontal line just underneath your name it saves space and it's very efficient so that you can add you can have more lines for the details in your employment or your skill set okay so instead of having those things from on a horizontal I'm sorry in a vertical fashion make sure it goes horizontal and when I say horizontal it's like across the page from east to west all right so again the the number one trash to treasure tip is make sure that your heading contains your contact information and it is um, information that is useful to the employer all right number two the trash to treasure tip that is very valuable for a lot of uh, employment seekers is make sure that the most relevant and updated content is near the top third of the first page okay so if you have uh, a lot more new skills because you just acquired those skills make sure they're closer to, to the top of the page if you have new training for example you have individuals who have gone to a college or a institution of higher learning or if you have taken some type of a career advancement course or a technical training course or you got certified in some aspect of your industry then those skills and that training is in a section that should be closer to the top of the document so it shouldn't be at the very bottom or on page two 
or on page three and let's talk about that on my very next tip so just don't have a whole lot of pages to your resume what about that so you can have multiple page document that's okay however entry level new people to the industry let's go ahead and just customize it so that it all fits on one page if they want more information have version two of your of your resume that has the whole story and then at that point you can if they're requesting more information you can give them more information but the entry level is the highlights reel that's the one page document and that is the one that gets your foot in the door that gets them noticing you because the skills and the training and the work experience is strategically placed on that one page to have them ask the question hey this person looks very valuable I want to know more and so again those skills and relevant uh, content should be strategically placed again the most current things or the newest things in that section should be pushed toward the top all right so let's go on to the next the third trash to treasure tip um, make sure that you refer to the job posting so if you're looking for a new job and if you're listening to this I know you are what you would do is read and consider all of the requirements the details the qualifications of the posting and you put that information in your resume so you'll customize I know you have details I know you have bullets because we just talked about the fact that our resume is trash and we've got a million bullets so instead of using all those bullets we're gonna take the requirements of the position and we're gonna say hey you know what I've done that before let me address that in one of my bullets then look back at the job posting see what else they're requiring hey I've done that let me address something like that in another part of the bullets and again because we are reiterating the fact that they need someone who does a specific task or has a certain skill set those things help you your resume become a, uh, a higher match on an ATS system an applicant tracking system is something that if you're going online like monster.com or indeed.com and you're uploading your resume the applicant tracking system scans everything that you have in your document in your resume or in your application and they say hey we're looking for somebody who does this and you have a lot of the words and a lot of the phrases that we're looking for and the computers analytics can make you a higher match based on the fact that you have customized what you've presented to the um, to that software package okay but doing it for your resume is so uh, important if you're customizing it every stop if you're looking over it every time you're going to make the best uh, presentation to every employer and you're gonna have much more of a success rate you're gonna have many more callbacks you'll have a lot more individuals saying you're exactly what I need for this job based on the fact that you have made a higher rating on those ATS systems okay so customizing and making sure that you have the most relevant uh, skill sets closer to the top of the document really works alright uh, the number four trash to treasure tip is make sure that you uh, consider um, having a skills section the skills section should address tangible skills not that wishy-washy attention to detail not the wishy-washy works great with others not that wishy-washy um, um, has ex, you know the person who has done things uh, and has really meant a lot to their environment because they are uh, good working with others or working together in a team or working individually I mean it, just saying it sounds wishy-washy okay what I would like to hear about are some specific tools that you can use so if you work in an office the tools that you use may be a computer and a um, a printer and let's say you also use something like a handheld scanner I don't know you use a lot of things in your daily um, your daily life 
in that position so whatever the tools are of that trade you want to make sure that you address those tools and even if you're changing trades tools equipment um, those types of things show that you are technically savvy and every applicant I don't care what type of industry you are applying for everybody wants you to be more technically savvy more so than less alright so make sure that you incorporate the tools of your talents anything that you've used as a police officer they have to use um, uh, scanners they use laptops they use onboard um, database systems they use tra tracking systems they use a lot of different software and a lot of different hardware uh, and so I really don't know all the names of the equipment but if you have access to or if you've used any of the equipment then it would be very valuable for you to on a separate sheet of paper have a list of all the tools that you use in your environment and see which one of those tools would be an asset for the next position that you're applying for the same thing goes with computer software ha do you have experience with a, a database system have you updated a spreadsheet have you um, dealt with uh, things like uh, customer tracking software or uh, what is it CRM customer relationment customer relation management software and those things like uh, Salesforce or I mean there's a lot of different software tools so keep in mind there's a lot of things that you're that add value to your skill set make a list of all the software tools you've ever used the things that you've used most frequently recently those things go on your resume and again if you use things long time ago way back in the day I always like to bring up Foxboro because when I went to school and this may be dating me myself but um, Foxboro was the spreadsheet software that we learned when I went to college okay nobody uses that now I mean if you do more power to you however what everyone is more familiar with would be like Excel spreadsheets or things like uh, a Google Sheets so I would use those things on my resume and I'm gonna leave Fox Pro off okay but again we're gonna use uh, a skills section and I'm gonna make sure that I use the name brands of the tools the software the equipment and then listen to this certifications so if you have any type of certifications forklift driving anything like technical certifications if you went to school and got a barbering or a cosmetology license you know those types of things are very valuable value valuable skills however you have a state uh, license in something a licensure let's say you have a certification uh, for pharmacy or IT those are very valuable make sure that you have the name of the organization that issues the certification whether it be state or an, a company and then let us know what the uh, certification is in and just make sure you have these the proper spelling and uh, the proper name of that certification on your resume um, it really looks good to have someone who has more credentials than just your education background and so if you have CPR training uh, all of those things they add to your value put it on your resume if they have any license numbers or dates of um, expiration or validity dates of being valid then put those things on there if you have room of course but definitely make sure that you have your certifications on your resume and a last thing uh, adding to the skills section would be in-house training and so if you've worked for a company and they gave a course in management or if they offered a course in um, people skills or something that has to do with their equipment and their uh, in-house or proprietary software and you took an online course for that add that to the list and make sure that you have all of your skills uh, the very valuable the most relevant the most recent skills listed on your resume those things add value to your to you as an applicant 
All right, the next thing, the fifth thing for uh, turning your trash into treasure would be to make sure that you have specific sections on your resume. So, of course, we don't want, to want it all running together, but I would suggest making sure that you have a a section for skills, a section for certification, a section for um, uh, work experience, uh, and not necessarily in that order. Again, we're talking about the things that are more relevant and most current. Those things go up closer to the top. I would also say make sure that you have a section for volunteer or community service. And so again, if you have a two-page resume or depending on if you just don't have enough content for one page and you have some volunteer experience or you have community service, make sure that you address that on your resume. Having volunteer and community service actually makes you look like a more well-rounded individual. It says, hey, I'm not a flight risk. I'm very vested in my community, and I really like giving back. And those things are like putting a stamp of approval or name brand on your backside, like BMW or Louis Vuitton or Mercedes-Benz or KFC. Those things stand for quality. They stand for, they know what type of uh, experience they're going to get when they when you experience those types of brands and so if you have a brand of an organization because you did volunteer work or community service that evokes emotions of the person who's reading the document and I know you're thinking hey what are you talking about we're trying to swindle the person no we're just trying to make sure that they remember you we're trying to make sure that they feel as though you would be a really good fit for their organization and if you have volunteered with a hospital or a children's group or a community outreach program or some type of community uh, neighborhood cleanup or neighborhood watch or something like that those things may evoke a good wholesome feeling a community feeling with the recruiter thus making you stand out and helping them to make a decision based on whether you are the type of individual that will work well with others in their organization and again we don't have to type out the phrase works well with others because that's a real wishy-washy way of speaking more highly of yourself than you ought to instead you say that same thing just by mentioning the fact that you volunteer or you have some type of community service that you do on a regular basis and if you don't have that what are you waiting on find a way go online find somebody you can connect with and make sure that you have the opportunity to use that community service on your document now guess what we'll have another podcast all about community service and volunteering uh, very soon however just consider it if you don't have it on your resume now what uh, just wait it is something that will make you more valuable more distinctive but that's something that you can put on your resume later all right let's take a little break and right after this we're gonna talk about the next few things that actually turn your trash into treasure All right, let's continue with the last five ways to turn your trash into something that's awesome. All right, so our next tip, uh, treasure tip would be number six, let's make it easy to read with a simple format and updated font. Okay, so this is my little Easter egg tip that I want you to write down. And when I say Easter egg, I'm really just meaning the fact that there's a link or something in the description that you can click on that will take you to another web page that will be very valuable in your career search journey. And this would be the website fonts.google.com. Okay, so let me let me hip you to this. Um, there are more fonts available than what Microsoft Office has to offer. Yes, I know you didn't realize that. Um, but you don't even have to use Microsoft Office to have a really outstanding, uh, worthwhile document. There's a lot of templates on Google, but not only that, but you can also use their fonts. And they have dozens of professional, contemporary, consistent um 
everything to make your resume look distinctive uh, I like to use a combination of two fonts I like well I, I'll take that back I like three fonts I'll use the font for the name in the heading and then I'll use a font for the um, the side headings if I'm using something like a skills and experience and a volunteer or cert certifications over on the side or wherever I have it in my document I'll use a font for those one font for those and then I'll use another font for all the details on the other side so it depends on you know how I've got my document set up but I will use a total of three fonts to make a very distinctive document why because I want my resume to stand out I don't want it to be flashy this is not me trying to win the um, the lights and camera lights and action type of uh, award this is me making sure that it looks professional that it looks distinctive that it looks distinguished and so I'll use a mixture of fonts that looks appealing to me okay but I don't want to go overboard so again about three fonts one for the name one for the side headings and one for all of the uh, the details okay but if you go to fonts.google.com you can use uh, you can actually click on those fonts and download them to your your computer and use them with whatever software package that you use on your computer or you can use them online with your Google Docs and your Google Drive, um, your your all of your suite of G Suite products, and it's a really great tool and it's a really awesome website. And some of my very favorite fonts are on the Google page. So again, it's fonts.google.com. And if you don't have time to click on that now, you can always go back to the show notes, uh, look on tip number six, and you can click on it right there. All right. So the number six way to make your resume better and take it from the trash to the treasure is to make sure that you use simple, updated, contemporary fonts. You're welcome. Fonts.google.com. Yes. All right. Another awesome way to make your resume uh, look wonderful, and this is really 6A. It's not uh, 7, but it, it stays in line with the updated format uh, and fonts of it all. Is to make sure that you um, don't use anything smaller than 11 point fonts. You don't want it to be too tiny. Nobody's going to squint and lean in to look at your stuff. Alright? I want to be able to look at it from a nice distance from reading distance basically. So when I pull it up, either if I have a PDF version on my computer or if I have to get it in snail mail or whatever it should not be teeny tiny itty bitty writing on that page and squeezing everything in so it'll fit on one page no if you have it less than 10 points font then I want to make sure that you're using a lot of, of white space and you're using your uh, the space your real estate of your uh, document in a correct way you really shouldn't have it smaller than 11 points okay uh, you could also use an accent color and so instead of having all of it black typefaced some of it bold and some of it italic and some of it normal you could also use one accent color just one don't go overboard I would say for me I like to use a burgundy because I think that's a nice color that reminds me of something like a Chardonnay or a wine <laughs> but you can use like one accent color or a dark blue or something again that is a that's gonna give my my document a formal distinction without going overboard if you're using four and five different colors or it, it, it's just too much one accent color maybe for the name and the side headings would be appropriate or maybe just the name but again one color one accent color nice neat professional that's enough um, and again the formatting should be simple it should be elegant it should be professional uh, think about something that's um, more for your 
a, a document that you would have published for marketing if you have a a luxury SUV or a luxury home or a luxury yacht. You want it to be elegant. You want it to uh, appeal to the more distinctive, finer side of a person. And so you don't want it to look like a a circus is coming to town. You don't want it to look like uh, you're going to post this on the bulletin board at your local preschool. You want to make sure that it's elegant, that it is attractive, that it has alignment, that it has uh, consistency. And so all of those things, the formatting involves all of those things. All right, let's go on to number seven. The seventh way that you can turn your trash into treasure is to make sure that you have multiple versions of your resume. Say what? Yes, you don't have to just have one resume and say this is the one and update it and then that's the one and then update it again and that's the one you may be a multifaceted individual and you probably are what happens is you have lived your life to the point where you have things that you do for a living and you have things that you do that you enjoy that sometimes people find valuable and want to pay you for for example you may have someone who is a a home interior decorator who also will be the person who is a very uh, I don't know they may also uh, be a an artist and so you may be someone who draws or paints because you have paintings and you would like to have a gallery and an art show so you could have two different resumes one resume that speaks to the fact that you're an artist and you have paintings and you have them hanging in different places and you have commissions from different uh, institutions or private people and so that would be one resume for your art and then you have another version of your resume that speaks to the fact that you are an interior design specialist you see where I'm going so you've got version interior design you've got version 2 which is your or I'm not numbering them in case of um, relevancy or importance I'm just saying there's two different versions of the fact that you have two different skill sets very unique skill sets they complement each other however they're two different jobs there's two different ways that you're going to attract uh, employers or um, have income and so you can have two different versions of your resume you may be someone who is going into the IT field and you may also be someone who is a a fabulous chef okay those are two very distinctive skill sets two different versions of your resume it's okay multiple versions means that you are a multifaceted individual and most of us are to tell the truth and you just have to be careful about making sure that those things that make you valuable for one employer uh, are, are very prevalent on that document and then you may want to address the fact that oh am I uh, free time I do this or that but those may are mainly conversations that come up in the interview and so addressing the skill sets that are relevant to the position for the document is very crucial but you can have a conversation about the other skill set once you get the interview all right let's talk about the number eight thing if you must you can use a template. It's okay. Templates used to be my the bane of my existence. I hated them because they're really hard to modify. If they give you three spaces for your work history and you really want to give them four things that you, you, you know, as far as your experience, it's really hard to add to or adjust and make it look nice and neat. However, uh, if you are trying to use a template it's okay put the information on the template and then do a copy and paste sometimes if you just use copy and paste then you can put the insertion point just underneath the position the last position do a copy on all of that information like the 
the heading and the details or what have you or whatever that section is and drop that insertion point right underneath where you are trying to add more room and then do a paste at that point it should open up the document so that it pushes everything down a little bit that's just my tip it may work it may not all templates are different and you know if all else fails you know take this parachute and just jump out the plane right but um and that was a joke um i don't know don't jump it's okay uh, but templates not my favorite but you, there is a will if there's a will there's a way uh, don't just not give them the experiences that you need to give them you don't have to give them the whole story you don't have to give them all 15 years of your experience you don't have to give them all 10 years of experience you can give them the last three things that you did and that starts the conversation you can also add the skills and the the certificates and your online um, profiles and that also helps them to get more information about you so don't worry about gaps of employment or not having the of uh, the whole last 10 years or all of the uh, work history that you have if you're trying to use a template and you just don't have enough room to put everything on there then that may be a, a good indication that you want them to know the highlights put the highlights on there make sure they have that and then submit that documentation submit applications uh, those things help to paint the picture and then it also sparks the interest of your um, recruiter anyway alright uh, the last two things number nine of trash to treasure Keep in mind that there is no one best way to have a resume. Your resume should look different from someone else. It should not be a uh, boilerplate stamp of the, the last person that got this job. My resume should look exactly like that. There's no way it could because you are a unique individual with a unique set of skills, a unique set of experiences, and unique set of uh, educational uh, endeavors. And guess what? That makes you a superhero. So keep in mind that because you are a superhero, that making sure that all of the unique things about you are on that document, it's going to make your document look different from someone else's all right but the practice of updating and investigating and making sure it's just right every time you submit is really the best way to go but there's no one best look there's no one best template there's no one best you know thing that you can say hey it's got to have this this has got to be at the top this has got to be at the bottom make sure that you say this it all works together and because you are unique there is no one best way to have a resume alright and the top thing the top numero uno the number 10 thing that makes your trash a work of treasure is to make sure that you get a second or third opinion of your document what does that mean that means get someone to proofread the document let somebody else look at it uh, there's nothing worse than hitting send hitting submit and then you looking back at your own work and realizing that you made a mistake uh, so many times you can read something 20 or 30 or 10 or 20 or 30 times and then you're like oh dang it I didn't see that the first time sometimes I will send myself an email and just because it looks different in the browser I will notice that there's like a little pen in the in the haystack there's something wrong with it um, I will print things out and having it on paper makes it look different and then I can actually take a pen and circle the things that I want to change before I edit and actually submit the final copy um, that's my second look but get someone else to take a second look if you have uh, a significant other if you have a, a friend or a, a colleague someone that is uh, a really has a good eye for detail and not just because they say so on their resume <laughs> make sure that you kind of you know buy them a coffee give them an extra donut um, give them a compliment and then print out your resume and put it in front of them or just email it to them and say hey can you take a look at this really quick I just need you to 
give me an opinion, uh, scan it for mistakes, scan it for double words or overused adjectives or typos or any of those other things that I mentioned, get a second opinion. That's the number ten, the best advice I can give you for making your trash a work of treasure. All right, so you've got a lot of information to deal with. I know uh, you want to get busy on making things happen and making your document the best that it can be. Um, if you've enjoyed this content, if you felt any value in this content at all, please, 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 I would love for you to say so. Uh, there's a lot of different ways. You can click like, you can click thumbs up, you can uh, share the content with someone else who may be in the same situation who's looking for employment uh, you can also subscribe to this uh, channel or this uh, information because on a weekly basis you will get more tips and tricks and things that will make your career campaign a, a more efficient journey everybody has a, a steps that they need to take and it's always great to listen to and read and study on some of those strategies that make all of us better in this in navigating this thing of our called our career okay so again um, I'd love to hear from you you can also email me there is a an email address called the SAO show. It's T H E S A O S H O W. The SAO show at gmail.com. Send me an email and tell me what you think. Um, I'll be doing some giveaways pretty soon. Some things that I think would be really good for uh, employment seekers, for job searchers in any industry. And so sending me an email puts you at the top of my list. Uh, liking things, subscribing things, all of those things puts your name in the basket, so to speak. And then I'll be announcing those giveaways um, pretty soon. And definitely you want to be one of the ones that gets these really great uh, prizes. So again, subscribe like thumbs up however your uh, content uh, subscribe subscription will allow you to tell me that you like me please let me know all right until the next time I have talked way too much for this episode but until the next time I encourage you to just keep going finding a job is a job in itself until then take care <laughs>